Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. Today, I'm excited to read and share with you some of my thoughts on another chapter of the Bible. If you haven't yet, please visit my website at livingchristian.org. There you'll find Bible verse lists, Christian blogs, and a whole lot more. Be sure to check out the apparel store and use the exclusive code PODCAST20 to get 20% off your entire order. So whether you're a longtime follower or a brand new listener, I hope you find something valuable in this video. If you do, I appreciate a rating and review right here on the podcast page. It helps me get the word out. All right, let's get going on the new episode. Good morning, everybody. Hopefully uh, everybody's well. Uh, whether you're watching this live on Instagram or watching on YouTube or listening to it afterwards on the podcast, I appreciate everybody uh, joining me today. Today is uh, another kind of a special episode as we uh, we did on uh, earlier, the last episode on Monday where we're picking out various Bible verses and kind of reading them in context a little bit. Today, we're going to read Bible verses to help you put God first. Now, we're going to get back to reading the entire chapter and talking about it. Maybe I'll do that on the next episode. But today, I've got a handful of uh, Bible verses I want to read to help you put God first. That's always important in our lives, isn't it? Sometimes we get so busy in our hectic lives that we forget to put God first. And, and God deserves to be first in our life. He doesn't, we should not have God second or third or fourth in our life. So today, let's read a little, little Bible verses to help us. And maybe you can memorize one or two, which would be fantastic. So we're starting off today in Matthew 6, verse 33 uh, or so. So if you uh, want to read along, if you have your Bibles, please feel free to read along. Uh, if you just want to listen or watch this, and uh, I will, I'm happy to Read a Bible verse and, and chat with it a little bit. So let's uh, let's dive into uh, Matthew six thirty three. All right, I'm going to go back a little bit, as I did on the last episode, and read. Uh, maybe go back to thirty one. Okay. Um, so don't worry about these things. Saying what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God first above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So here's 34, which I love as well. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So verse 33 is what we want to kind of focus on. It's going to help you put God first in your life, and that is seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So he's talking here, Jesus is talking here to like, why are you worried? Why do you care? Why do you, why do you not trust me? Why Ye of little faith, as he always liked to say. You know, you're worried about what you're going to eat. You're worried about what you're going to drink. Seek If you seek the kingdom of God first and live righteously, he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough, today's got enough problems as it is, but put God first. Seek the kingdom of God first. Uh, that's what, uh, Matthew 6, verse 33. So we should all strive to do that a little more. I know in my life it's challenging because we've got, we've got jobs, we've got kids, we've got families, we've got friends, we've got things that we have to do in our lives to take care of uh, us and our family and our friends. But in terms of the priorities of life, putting God first above all things will help everything else below it go a little bit smoother. And as Matthew says here, he will give you everything you need. Don't worry. Trust God, right? That's what Matthew 6, 33 is telling us. Turn your worry list into a prayer list and you'll be okay. 
All right. Matthew 6.33 is pretty awesome. Let's uh, let's just uh, let's see what else we got. Let's skip to Matthew. Let's go back, okay? Let's go back 6.24. Let's just go back a handful of verses here. Because I think this one's very important about putting God first. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will de be devoted to one and despise the other. Listen to this carefully. This is tough. You cannot serve both God and money. What am I supposed to say to that? How challenging is that verse? So 624, no one can serve two masters. You can't put anything above God or equal to God for that matter. You can't serve two things. Going back to what we just talked about in 34, where you're seeking the kingdom of God first, we should put God first above everything. Because if you try to love two things, if you try to serve two masters, you will end up hating one and loving the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So that's what he's talking about there. So what happens if you try to serve both God and money? What does he tell us right here? We're going to end up hating one and loving the other. Which one do we love more in this world today? In our culture today, what is put above everything else? Money. And he's just talked about at the bottom of that chapter. Like, why, do you, why, why do you worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to have, what you're going to buy, what you're going to collect? <clears throat> you can't serve money and God. Because you'll end up hating God. It says it right there. You'll end up loving money and hating God. You'll be devoted to money despise God. You can't serve both God and money. So I, I think in today's society and world, money is probably the first priority above everything. And I realize that you need money to pay for your rent or buy your mortgage or to eat or to drink. I understand the realities of the situations that we all live in. But if you go down to the first verse that we read, what does he tell us there? If we put the kingdom of God first, God will provide everything. The birds and the trees, there's another very famous verse, but the birds and the trees don't worry about money, don't worry about where they're going to eat or drink next. They just know that God is there to provide everything they need. Why can't we even be like birds? We're more important than the animals to God. We're so focused on money and success in this world and this culture we live in. What is success? Is success gathering as many things as you can and storing them in your garage or in your closets? Or success living a fulfilled and joyful life and helping others live a fulfilling and joyful life and one day using this life to prepare you for the next? That's success in my mind. Doesn't mean that I'm going to go live on the streets. Doesn't mean I'm going to sell everything I own. I probably should. But we all struggle with that, don't we? So watch what you love today, okay? Watch what you love today. Watch where your focus is today. Is your focus on seeking the kingdom of God or your focus on gathering more money? All right. Let's see where else we can go. Let's go back to Proverbs. So Proverbs 16.3. Uh, and we read Proverbs last time a little bit as well. You, it's right kind of in the middle of the Bible. And we're going to do 16.3 today. 
So that for me is page 851 in my New Living Translation uh, Bible. So I don't know what page, <coughs> excuse me, it is for you, sorry. Uh, but it's roughly, you know, almost halfway in the Bible. So flip to that real quick, Proverbs 16.3, and we'll read that one. All right. We're going to read, um, we're going to start with one and read through four a little bit, just so we all have a little bit of context as we talked about. 16.1, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives us the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Now, here's where it helps put God first. Verse 3, commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked, for a day of disaster. The reason why I wanted to read 4 is specifically that first part. The Lord has made everything in his own purposes purposes. All right, let's highlight on 16.3. Commit your actions to the Lord, or your plans will succeed. Other translations say commit your works to the Lord. Commit your work to the Lord. So whatever it is that you do today, you go to school, you go to work, whatever it is your work is, right? You're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you run a business, you work at a coffee shop, you stock shelves at Walmart, doesn't really matter. Whatever it is that you do today, commit those actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Why does your plan succeed? Because the next verse, the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. Now, don't get confused on that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get everything you want and everything that you try is going to succeed. That's not what uh, 16.3 is saying. What it's saying is if you commit everything, all your actions everything that you do to the to God, those plans will succeed. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So if your focus is 100% on God and your actions and your work and the way you go about your day is all about glorifying God, serving God, and helping spread the message of God, that those plans will succeed. If you try to do things on your own, Without God, without his direction, without his will, not guaranteed that those things are going to succeed. So if you're following along with God's will, those plans will succeed. It's kind of like prayer. People talk about prayer all the time. I pray and pray and pray and God's not answering me. <clears throat> what are you praying for? Are you praying for things? Are you praying for things that you want? Or are you praying for God's will in your life? Because I promise you, if you pray for God's will in your life, and your plans uh, you know, follow along with his plans, and your plans and his plans are running parallel to each other, they will succeed. It says it right there in 16.3. But if your plans are going a different direction than what God's plans are, they may not succeed. And there's probably a reason for that that we don't understand. But certainly, God does. Try to pray for his will in your life. Try to pray for direction in your life to follow his path of what he wants you to do. Then those plans will succeed. All right, let's read a couple more. Where, where else we could read? Um, uh, let's flip over to, um, uh, let's go to Colossians. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. That is in the New Testament, for those following along. That is one of Paul's letters to the churches. And so he goes through Philippians, Ephesians, uh, Colossians, Corinthians. Those are all letters that Paul wrote to these churches 
that they were establishing. So let's go to Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Living the new life is the title of the section that I have. So I'll have a sip of coffee and give you guys a second to kind of flip back to Colossians. All right. Living the new life. Since uh, we're going to read 1 through 4. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your new life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So let's talk about how Colossians 1, or 3, 1 through 4 can help you put God first. I love the fact that he's talking about a new life. You've been born again. Once you give your life to Jesus, once you start your new life, in him. What happens? You start thinking about the things of heaven and not of earth because you've died from this life and your real life is with Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So once you commit yourself to Jesus, once you say, you know what, I, this is not working for me. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he was sacrificed. I believe that he was crucified. He died and he was buried and he rose again from the dead. And I believe he did that to wash me away from my sins. Once you take that commitment, what happens? Now you can set your sights on the realities of heaven. Now you can focus on those things of heaven, not on these things on earth. Because your previous life, you've died from it. You've been reborn and born again in Christ Jesus. And this is the this is the glorious thing about all this. And sometimes we focus so much on our day to day, we forget about what is to come and what is to come. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So when Jesus comes back, as it's foretold throughout many places in the Bible, specifically Revelation, but other or other books as well, where will you be? You will share in all his glory when he's revealed to the whole world. Amazing. You've got to keep God first, and you're going to be there, right there with Jesus. All right, one more, uh, one more uh, Bible verse, and then we'll skip to uh, questions. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, Let's stick with that theme. Let's go to Galatians, okay? And so that's just two, uh, two or three books ahead. Once again, one of Paul's letters. So flip to Galatians 2.20. We're going to stay with this theme for a second. All right? So just go back like four pages in your Bible if you're, if you're reading along. And 2.20. Let's read a couple of uh, chapters or books, I'm sorry, uh, verses around that. Uh, for when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all of its requirements so I may live for God. All right, this is an important thing before we go to the old self is crucified verse. What do you need to do? What, what really happened when Jesus was resurrected? You're free from the law. You're free from those old mosaic and those old Le, uh, Levitical laws that are in the Old Testament. For when I tried to keep the law, I condemned you. That's why Jesus came back. Because... The people that tried to keep those laws and work their way or earn their way to heaven couldn't do it. So I died to the law. 
I stopped trying to meet all the requirements so I may live for God. So you can't, you don't need to keep all the Levitical and Mosaic laws in order to live for God. You need to live for him in your heart. Let's go into 20. My old self was crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The old you is gone. The new you is with Christ. So don't focus on the old Levitical laws, and I can't trim my beard, and I can't get a tattoo, I got I can't eat shellfish or pork or any of those things. You're free from that stuff because of Jesus Christ. Your old self was crucified with Christ and no longer is who you are. Same as the previous verse that we talked about. Once you accept Christ and accept his grace and accept the fact that he died for your sins on the cross, you are free from your old life. You're free from those laws. And now you live in him. So you live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for it's keeping the law could make us right with God, then there would be no need for Christ to die. I hear this all the time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching about Jesus, talking about Jesus, speaking about Jesus, making videos, making posts, and people come back and go, well, you know, you can't, you know, you still have to keep all the old stuff. Jesus fulfilled all those laws, my friends. We are saved through grace. We are saved through Jesus' sacrifice and our belief and our, our, our living to that. We are not saved because we didn't trim our beards or didn't get a tattoo or we didn't eat pork or any of those things. That is the old way of thinking. Don't believe that. Focus on the new way, the new covenant, which is Christ. That's how you keep God first. You keep Jesus first in your life. He is above all those things. Live for him. Your old self is dead. Your old self is crucified. Live for Christ. Easier said than done. I get it. I know it's hard. I know it's confusing. I know you don't necessarily know how to act sometimes. But listen and read those verses. Your old self is gone. The second that you accept Christ in your heart. Live for the new way of living, which is through Jesus. In his grace. We all fall short. It's okay. Doesn't mean we need to keep sinning purposefully. We got to repent and try our best to do good works, stop sinning, to spread the news of Jesus Christ. That's what he commands us to do. That's what he wants us to do. But my sin no longer keeps me here. My sin is forgiven. Amen to that. All right, let's take a couple questions. Throw them in the bottom there. Somewhere over here, probably over here. Uh, and then I'll answer a, a couple of questions and then we'll get about our Friday. Let me have a sip of coffee and I'll answer a handful of questions. All right, let's see what we got here today. Um, whoops, sorry. Uh, are you a Seventh-day Adventist? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, all right, uh, what are your thoughts on cremation uh, versus burial? Great question. That is a great question. And I answer this because she's one of my followers that I see all the time on here. And I love her. Um, one of my thoughts on uh, cremation versus burial, uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts, to be honest with you. My thoughts are I don't think it matters. Uh, I think the ceremonial side of it all, of burying a dead body in the earth, 
to try to preserve it for the second coming or for God in heaven is, is false. I think it doesn't matter whether you're cremated. It doesn't matter whether you're buried. If your goal is to go into heaven, because that is just my earthly flesh, my fallen flesh, uh, my broken body that is left here on earth. Uh, I, I don't think it matters. Your soul is separate from the worldly flesh that we live in. So I don't think it matters. If, 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 if it doesn't matter. Now, from a practicality standpoint, yeah, if you want to get buried, you want to have a place for your family to go visit you, or to, that's fine. I, 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 it, spirit is spirit and body is body. That's how I look at it. Hopefully that helps, Kiki. All right. Oops, sorry. Uh, let's see what else we have. Do you save your IG live so we can catch them up when we miss them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so if you miss any of these, you can either watch them on Instagram on the little video tab. It's hard to kind of scroll through there. I get it. The best way to do it is to watch on YouTube. Go to my Living Christian YouTube channel or just search for Bible reading coffee drinking. And they're all there. 54 of them or whatever the math is. Um, they're all there for you guys to watch. Or if you just want to listen to it in your car or you're jogging or whatever you may be do. Uh, listen to the podcast, Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking is the name of it. Spotify, Apple, everywhere you find your podcast, you can find me. All right, uh, let's take uh, a couple more questions. Um, what happens to non-believers if they have been good people but don't accept Jesus? If, you, if you've read your Bible and you understand that there are no good people, the only one good is Jesus. Period. He even says it. Read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll see it in there. We are not good. And it's okay. The reason why Christ came and died for us is because we're not good. We do good things sometimes. We do good acts. But we're not good. So regardless of whether you're a believer or not, being good is relevant, or relative, rather. It's not something that saves you. You have to accept Christ. Jesus said himself, the only way to the Father, the only way to heaven, is through Him. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And that's what the Bible says, and I believe the Bible. So if you don't believe that, I, I you know, I, I would ask you that you need to pray about it, and uh, really search your soul, go talk to people, uh, read the Bible yourself, and believe the words that you read, because that's what it says. So that's my answer. Um, da -da 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 -da. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, do you believe animals are saved and will be in heaven? Man, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the case. I know in Revelation it talks about animals in heaven. Uh, I don't know if it talks about pets in heaven. But I do know that there are uh, there's a couple of verses there that talk about animals being in heaven and them all getting along. And even on the new earth afterwards, once Jesus creates the new heavens and the new earth, that animals get along and we don't have to be afraid of being eaten by a lion and the lions get along with the other things. It's pretty interesting. Uh, verses if you want to read it so uh, you know do I, I hope my pets are there in heaven i i hope so i i, I do uh I, I do i do miss some of the dogs i've had i love the animals that i have now but uh, we will see we will see uh all right let's see what else we got one more question then we'll get on out of here uh well, well two questions this one's easy oh uh, um this is my first time catching you i'm wondering if you do this every day i do it on mondays and fridays 8 a.m central time and if you miss any of these, I've got uh, plenty of podcast episodes to keep you busy. That is for sure. All right, one question, and we'll get, um, then we'll get uh, going here. Um, 
How do you? How can you know if the Holy Spirit talks to you? Great question. Uh, how do you know if the Holy Spirit talks to you? So the way I interpret this is the Holy Spirit is within me. Okay. Uh, Jesus talked to his disciples about when he left that the Holy Spirit will come down and fill them and, and be able to work through them. Okay. So I don't necessarily view it as in terms of the Holy Spirit talking to me in the sense of like I'm physically going to hear the Holy Spirit talking to me. I view the Holy Spirit as something inside of me. It is what we would call your conscience, what we would call your inner thoughts. I do think that the that the Holy Spirit speaks to me uh, in my head and in my thoughts and in my actions. I do feel that he uh, drives me with who I am as a person. So do I think the Holy Spirit speaks to me? In a way, absolutely. Am I sitting there waiting to hear the audio words coming from somebody else? No, not necessarily. But when I pray and when I try to do things, I, I, I think he speaks to me. Now, I'll also say that I know that he drives emotions in me because the Holy Spirit is within me. What I mean by that, have you ever been in church and a song hits you just right? Or have you ever been in church and you're watching a baptism and you just kind of start tearing up and you don't know why? Something beautiful about it, yes, I get that. But that special song or... Um, or that, that baptism that you're watching and those emotions that well up in you, in my mind, I fully believe that is the Holy Spirit inside of me rejoicing. He's driving me to be emotional, to know that at that moment, what, what, what I'm watching is making God happy and, and, and fulfilled and, and, and just proud. So I feel that that sometimes I'm sitting there watching, especially with like kids being baptized. I will sit there and watch that. And I just, it's one of my favorite things to see in the world. And I get emotional a little bit about it. I get a little choked up. I get this funny feeling in my chest and it's just awesome. And I, and in my mind, uh, that is the Holy Spirit kind of working through me to give me those emotions. So I feel him in that moment. So it's not just about the Holy Spirit talking to me. I feel it in that moment. It's pretty awesome. All right, let's say a quick prayer, and then we'll get about our, uh, our our Friday and our weekend, and we'll get back together on Monday. Then I'm a sip of coffee, and we'll pray, okay? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. Uh, what a what a, a special group of verses that help us focus on you and you alone today, help, helping us understand how to put you first. We need to understand that Jesus that's who we need to focus on. We need to understand that we can't love two things. We can't love God and money. We understand that, Lord. You're speaking to us right now. We need to put you first. Lord, it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes. We have so many distractions. This world, the news, the internet, people around us, circumstances that we're dealing with, all of it's trying to pull us away from you, Lord. And it's so hard to keep you front and center. We know we need to dive into these Bible verses, Lord, and we're thanking you today for bringing us together and reading them together, because we know this is the Word of God, and we need it to keep you first and foremost. Lord, help everybody watching or listening to this today keep you first, whether it's through reading the Bible, Christian social media, listening to music, watching videos, praying, 
all of it, living a Christian lifestyle, we, we know that that will help us bring us closer to you every single day. Help us have the strength to do that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you uh, for reading along with me those handful of Bible verses today. We'll get back together on Monday. Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. God bless you guys. Thank you.